Somebody told me there were 4,000 marketing technology suppliers trying to sell you bolt-ons to your, your campaigns. I guess you have a similar thing in terms of bots traffic and so on. You're trying to protect clients against that changes every day. You can't know what the bot traffic will be this morning just because you looked at it yesterday. Hello. Welcome. Welcome one and all to the cybersecurity sessions. This is the first um, of this is the first episode of this new podcast we're starting today, where we will be talking about some of the challenges and innovative solutions being developed within the cybersecurity industry. I'm your host for this podcast, Andy Still. I'm the CTO and one of the founders of Netasia, the leading and only fully agentless bot management solution. Thank you for coming along and joining us today for what we hope will be a monthly podcast. Every month we'll have a new and exciting guest. Joining me for this first episode is Derry Jones. Derry is the CEO of ThinkTribe. Derry is here to talk about some of the challenges of maintaining customer experience over Black Friday and the general over, over peak periods, particularly around how cybersecurity and performance um, challenges are in, uh, where they're in alignment and where they're competitive. My background is in web performance, so this is a subject that is very close to my heart as well. Um, thank you, Derry, for, for joining us today. It's a great pleasure to have you here today. Before we dive into the details, do you want to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, sure. Thanks for introducing me as, as a new and exciting guest. That's uh, yeah. that's the first time. No, possibly not the first time, but yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, so um, yeah, customer experience is, is key for me. I'm chief executive of Think Block Tribe. Um, my history goes back a long way in the internet. Not a lot of people know this, but the internet in the UK did not start in London. Interestingly enough, it started in Canterbury, which is where I now live. Um, there was a bunch of, of techies at the University of Kent, Unix gurus, and there was a whole lot of people from around the UK dialing into Canterbury with good old-fashioned modems, all those lovely noises, to pick up their email and their news groups. This is even before Tim Berners-Lee uh, created the web protocol, so there wasn't even a World Wide Web. It was only email, news groups, and some other primitive ways of navigating information. So I came down here to Canterbury. There's three techies in the lab, built a company. I became first marketing, then chief executive director. And you know, the rest is history. I remember, yeah, it, it, uh, the rest is history. I've been down in Canterbury ever since. Since then, I've, I've also worked in the, in the security space like, uh, like you guys. And more recently with, with ThinkTribe, where we work with um, 50 of the biggest UK retailers and beyond. And it's, it's all about the, the battle of customer experience these days, yeah. Brilliant. I think it's interesting to how the world has changed since you were involved. But very interesting to think of the internet before the World Wide Web. That is a, a whole different, a whole different world, the world of news groups and and things like that. And I guess over the years you've seen um a lot of changes, but particularly I'm thinking around the peak period and how that has how that has changed dramatically over the last um twenty years, but particularly 10 years, I think, as oh, this is obviously a different story in the, the US, but in the UK, I think Black Friday wasn't really a thing um, as, as yeah. recently as yeah. 10 years ago. Um, how, what, what would you say the impact of Black Friday in general peak period is on your retail customers and the challenges they face? Well, it's, I mean, it's been, it's, it's obviously been enormous. As you say, if it came in, it sneaked in from across the Atlantic um, in those first few years, took a lot of retailers uh, by surprise. In a sense, it's because the internet was going through this transformation, wasn't it? From um, 
for a lot of big retailers, it was only a certain percentage of their annual sales. It wasn't, wasn't that big. And then suddenly there came a point where boards of directors were realizing, hey, our, this, this internet thing is bigger than our London store turnover. Our, our flagship store in Oxford Street does less than that. Oh, okay. And so people started to take digital seriously. That was, that was five, 10 years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, now boards are taking obviously digital and of course, COVID has only accelerated even more. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just digital now, isn't it? That's all there is really. It's, it's digital and the stores supporting it and working together with it. Uh, did you, did you find your customers, um, peak last year was significantly bigger because of, you know, everyone was buying everything online. Hmm. It, it was, it was bigger for a lot of our clients. I mean, for some, for some, some of our clients, it was double, um, you know, what they've done the previous online, particularly for the smaller, the smaller retailers who were just sliding up from the bottom. And, uh, um, but yeah, everybody did a lot more, even our biggest clients, like, you know, the billion dollar, billion pound turnover, Dixon Curry's, you know, substantially up on the previous year. Um, and so some people, some people sailed through it. Some people, it was their first real experience of, uh, an unexpectedly high level and they struggled a bit. Um, I think the one takeaway that, that we saw most commonly was um, the days of, of people's website literally falling over dead as a dodo, not not so much. But what we saw a lot of clients struggling with was, you know, certain functionality really struggling, certain subsets of their product set, um, what my guys call the sort of the unbuyable product nightmare where you can find certain things and then you can't actually buy them. Um, something goes wrong in the middle and that, that can be a range of things from the overload itself. It can be, um, the marketing guys changing with their AB testing, you know, changing some heavy testing that morning, that week, and the scientists no longer what it was a week ago. And, um, I think overall what's changed in the last 20 years online, 30 years is websites used to be really nice and simple. HTML, a few images, few links, job done. One file, HTML, you could have a web page with just one HTML file. You could do it in Notepad <laughs> yourself. Now you've got teams of multiple teams. And of course, JavaScript means that your, your, your web page depends on so much functionality and so much code. And it's, it's your team are changing it. Your outsource team are changing it. Your AB suppliers guys, they're changing the JavaScript. So there's so many moving parts and it's just so common that something somewhere rubs up the wrong way and yeah, customer experience suffers. Yeah. I thought it was one of, one of the biggest challenges, um, when I was in the performance space was the, the way that control was moving out to the hands of the development team who'd, who built the website and into the hands of various groups across the business. So you, you've mentioned already tools such um, marketing tools, AB tools, SEO tools, um, and how easy it was to for the marketing team to suddenly drop another JavaScript tag in there, another, another, and you ended up with, you know, 20, 30 um, pieces of third-party JavaScript being, being absorbed into the website, affecting performance in an untestable way. And I think, is, is that one of the, is that a challenge that you see particularly um, in the sites that you manage. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting that untestable way is interesting. It is testable, but it's extremely hard. Um, the, the, the challenge, and I guess you, you guys kind of drop solutions into the space as well. 
people are doing more and more testing, shift left testing and so on. During the dry run, the code, while it's still on the inside and still clean, uh, because it's only when it goes into production is your code having to fight its way with all the other layers on top, A-B testing, P people doing machine learning, AI plugins for better search and so on and so on. So um, somebody told me there were 4,000 marketing technology suppliers trying to sell you bolt-ons to your, your code base. Um, so it's only in your production. And of course, it's then changing every day. So it's no good testing it yesterday because it's different today. I guess you have a similar thing in terms of box traffic and, and so on. You're trying to protect clients against that changes every day. Isn't it? You, can't, you can't know what the bot traffic will be this morning just because you looked at it yesterday. Um, so from our perspective, it's the old truth about, you know, test your website, do what the customers do, um, which is our killer mantra. If the only testing is to be the customer, do the customer thing online, um, which is what our technology does. Um, but of course, you've really got to do that 24 by seven, as well as the big tests before Black Fridays. Um, and that's, that's just hard work when there were so many teams involved. Um, we even saw, what, I don't want to take more than I share the talk here, but we even had an interesting discussion at a conference last week about Google Core Web Vitals, which is a good Google initiative in theory to make our web pages more humanly effective, faster and, and experience better. But again, it's very difficult to measure that and it changes all the time. And um, even though companies are motivated to get it right because Google will use core web vitals for your SEO rating, um, it's actually left a lot of people scratching their heads. You know, how are we going to manage this on an ongoing basis um, when there are so many players? Um, so, uh, yeah, but I think it's, uh, you know, custom spent is not going to go away. It's the last big battleground online. Nobody's really got anything unique to sell online. Everybody's got products like mine. Everybody's got services like mine. There's competition, no matter who you are. But if your customer experience adds fiction, you're losing, you're losing sales. Yeah. And I think when you start talking about peak, I think you, you alluded it to it earlier on things that would be small problems and um, escalate dramatically when you've got increased amount of traffic. So bottlenecks become exponentially hard on a thing. I mean, one of the, one of the challenges we see a lot is, um, scraper activity. So sites can handle a reasonable amount of scraper activity most of the time, but when you're getting into peak, that suddenly become, can be the thing that takes your site down, particularly um, if you're selling products like PlayStations are the, are the, the biggest thing at the moment, everyone is being scraped for availability for PlayStations. Um, is that, an, is that a problem that you see again with, with the customers that you're seeing yeah absolutely it, it all adds to the fog of war doesn't it really what's you know what is happening on my site right now and why what's going to happen on it tomorrow morning and how can we make it good so um the way we we see it in a number of really concrete ways when we're when we're planning uh peak testing whether it's black friday or for clients like thornton's it's, it's valentine's day preparation or what have you um then our key thing for the for the load testing, the capacity testing, is to make it realistic. So we'll say, okay, let's have a look at your, let's have a look at your web traffic for your last peak. You know, what was the busiest two hour period last year, and so on. And then sometimes we have to mash out of that. Hey, there's a whole bunch of bot traffic in this. It looks like so. We, so so we're not going to reproduce the bot traffic. We want to make sure that our realistic combination of journeys 
looking, searching, adding the basket, taking out, you know, doing really complicated multi-step things as real customers do. Um, we're always trying to say to a client, you remember your last peak? Well, you're now 30% bigger. Yeah. That's what people want to know is how much bigger, how much bigger. Um, so yeah, it can be real pain for them to take out a whole bunch of bot traffic from their last peak. Yeah. Um, Experiencing bot attacks, but don't know who's attacking? You need a bespoke threat insights report from Netasea's threat intelligence experts to break down how you're being attacked and advise on how to reduce bot attack risk. Visit netasea.com slash threat insights for more. I think from, from my, it's, a lot of this is about, from a, from a customer point of view, it's about knowing and understanding. I mean, it's your website, know, know how it works, know where your bottlenecks are. And then you can, you can take this next step, which is starting to control what you can control. And I think particularly, I think with, with companies buying into um, helping flatten your own peak. So you're in control of your own marketing activity. Don't, don't take your own site down, you know, um, <laughs> no. and I think we've, we've, I, over the years, as Black Friday has become more established. Um, in the UK, I think we've seen websites start to be more intelligent around that and make it Black Friday week, um, not have these kind of flash sales with limited availability products on them and things like that, just to try and stagger the, the amount of traffic that's, that's going. And then that obviously improves customer experience as well. What you want is a, a good performance website for, for your customers. It's, it's a, you know, a, a big part of what we do. One of, one of our clients describe what we do is we unite the tribes within their organization. And that's exactly what you're talking about there. You know, the marketing guys said, oh, we didn't realize if we sent those emails off, it would cause a peak. Well, you know, um, so it, it is hard for, for organizations. Like I say, on modern websites, there are so many teams involved. Um, it's not just keeping your internal team in the picture, your external systems integrator, your external ERP, your warehousing supply, your external SEO, your paperclip agencies, your AB testers you've probably got more and more you've got a third-party data science team who are trying to plug all your different data sources together in a better way um so it's quite hard to coordinate above across all those um and not i mean sometimes with clients we're seeing on projects we're seeing you know slack channels in the week up to christmas with you know 10 or 20 organizations on the, on the line in that precious seven seven days um, but it's it's nice to hear of um the team's working together though in that situation where we worked with with clients in the past where it was almost like they they were battling with each other and it was a point of you know, it seems to be a point of pride with the um some of the teams that it should just work um the platform should be able to handle whatever we throw at him and and if it doesn't that's your fault um no it's a failure whereas like you say if they can all work together and understand understand what you can can't handle um then I think that that obviously works works well. Um, IT should just work. Yeah, it's um, yeah. it's it's it is difficult at one level. Uh, you know, one level we work with with some partners who are in the kind of change management space, people management, people change, process change, and it is tricky because if you're in the inside of an organisation, you do see that email on a Thursday night that says, "Oh yeah, we had a problem on the website Tuesday night." We've had to refund 50 clients. Yeah, it's, it's sorted now or it's not sorted. There's a meeting tomorrow. Um, so it is easy for business and marketing people to uh, to think, you know, why, why is our website 
so flaky when actually everybody's websites are, are flaky in the corners at the moment, you know. Um, a couple of years ago, the myth was, oh, everything will be in the cloud, so it'll be infinite and we'll never have a slow page again. And of course, that's... Uh, <laughs> not quite as easy. It's not quite as easy as it sounds in most people. Uh, do you find that, um, going back to the, the cybersecurity um, topic, uh, do you find, Derry, that from a customer experience point of view, you are um, having to trade off customer experience versus security? Um, you try not to, but um, in life there are often often trade offs. Um, you know, there's there's the trade off with um, putting in a you know a queuing system. Ideally, you never want to force your clients through a queuing system, but if if your site's creaking, that's that's a better trade off than getting slower and slower. So, so there are those, those juggling things. Security, we we often um, on projects we're often you know sitting alongside you guys and others in the planning and the, and the building stages because uh, the two things have to go together and things like, um, you know, other security things, things like pen testing and so on, they always happen um, you know, near, near the launch date rather than well in advance. Um, but security, it's, it's, there are just many, there are many things to get right on a modern site and um, it's not just HTML anymore. It's, it's complicated and uh, there are many teams so security is absolutely in there, um, and as you say, the the, uh, the scrapers and the bots can have a, a direct impact on your customer experience. Um, so absolutely, it's got to be covered. Oh, before we wind up, I'll give you a, a chance. Uh, if there was one or two pieces of key advice you were you were going to give some someone preparing for peak this year, what would they be? Preparing for peak, the checklist, I'll, I mean, our guys are, are flat out at the moment doing capacity peak testing across our project base. Um, tips and tricks. Um, one is, is yeah, test it and test it realistically. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's too easy for business and tech guys to not quite have that conversation about it. Um, watch out in particular if, if tech teams are saying, we can handle 50,000 Concon users because that's a metric on its own. That's that's 100% useless because that could be 50,000 people hitting your homepage and going away, but it would still be 50,000 if it was, if 10,000 of that had put three things in the basket and checked out, it would be the same number. So it's not a helpful yeah. number as to what's really happening on your website. So definitely, definitely do some peak testing and make sure the metrics are, are realistic. Uh, and the other one, I guess, is to keep measuring your customer experience and your Google CWV you know, in the run up to Black Friday and through it and beyond. Um, cause you don't want to be penalized, you know, in the following weeks from a bad experience through Black Friday week. Uh, yes. Very good. Right. So I think that knowing what's going on for me, is always the key on peak, knowing what's going on and knowing what levers you've got to pull in the event that things start to go wrong. Things like you mentioned them earlier, things like queuing systems, I just, things like that as a, as a point of insurance knowing the bottlenecks and the ability to turn them off if, if uh, things start to go wrong. I think that it always comes down in my mind to just, it's your website, understand it and, and be in control of what's going on. The worst peak situation is where you know something's going bad, but you haven't got the information at hand to, to know exactly how bad it is or what the problem is or what to do about it. Um, and uh, 
the, the other one I always thought is don't think it will just work. It's not <laughs> Web, websites to high performance websites take a lot of time and effort to, to get them right. And they're not, you're not going to be working. It just turns, turns on and it all just works. Um, okay. So I think, um, we're, we're running short on time now. So I'm like the opportunity to say thank you, Derek, for joining us today. Thank you for the insight. Very interesting. Um, views of, of some of the challenges to what is coming up to your very fun time of the year, imagine in the, um, retail optimization space. Um, so thank you very much, Demi. Really appreciate your time today. Um, and thank you very much for everyone joining and listening and hope, hopefully you can, you can join us again soon. Um, please subscribe, uh, leave reviews, um, give us any feedback. Very welcome. You can do that. Um, via Twitter at CyberSecPod, um, or if you want to email over to podcast at netasia.com and look forward to welcoming you all back for next month's um, episode. So thank you very much. Thank you, Andy. It was a pleasure to chat. Thank you, Derry. Pleasure to have you.